talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hello! What's up, guys? How are you doing today? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Danny wants to share something with you. All right, so we are... Well, we both want to. We have such chemistry, don't we? Um, we are... <laughs> I, we were looking at our numbers for how many people have listened to this podcast. You know, this is episode 32. We started in January, beginning of January, end of December, something like that. Every week, pretty much. And we have 5,243 listens. And it's growing faster. Or downloads. Which is fun. Like, it's growing at a faster rate just these past two or three episodes. So it's been kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, the last two or three weeks. So, anyway, like, if you thought you were the only one listening to this and the only one that struggled with this, like, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stay tuned. If you are, like, one of my girls listening and you're, like, loving all of this stuff, it would be really beneficial or advantageous for you to get on my email list because I do have some stuff that I'm kind of launching this September that might be of interest to you. So... If you want to be in the know, that's where you will get everything first. I'm so curious. Wow. I don't even think Danny even knows you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Can I get on the list? Uh, yes. He might be on it already. <laughs> All right. Today we're talking about... People pleasing in marriage. <laughs> and why are we talking about this, Danny? You were going to introduce it, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right, we're talking about this because it sounds so pretty. It sounds so pretty. I'm a people pleaser. I just like to make people happy. Um, it really is just one of those, like, you know, when you talk about, like, those job interviews where you're like, what's your weakness? And it's like, oh, I'm a total perfectionist. Like, right? It's kind of, like, it's a, it, it kind of reminds me, like, a little bit like that. Like, oh, I'm just a people pleaser. I just like to, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to dig into why it makes sense that you, if this is you, if you can relate to this or you know somebody who behaves in this way. And again, if someone behaves this way based on what we're teaching, it actually doesn't mean they are a people pleaser. Okay. So just think about yourself. Like if this is you, you know, we want to help you understand the why behind it. And if it's something that you are interested in, like kind of shifting away from, then we got you there. We got you covered there too. Yeah, yeah. And it, it comes up with a lot of people in ways that can interfere with intimacy and connection and a healthier relationship and marriage. And, um, and like across the board, your work relationships, your friend relationships, other familiar relationships, it's usually everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it promotes not being authentic to yourself, which can also lead to to you know shame and secrecy and other mm. things that aren't always that uh, empowering or helpful when we're looking to create something new in our lives um, also while, while you were just talking Lynn I thought about how uh, there's probably two sides to this right like sometimes there might be people who actually 
expect or want people pleasing around them right oh yeah and so like either way whichever side you find yourself on and i don't think it's across the board you're going to be one side or the other like there might be certain instances where you find yourself more prone to be the people pleaser and then other instances where you find yourself expecting the people pleasing and but this whole conversation i think can just help increase some awareness of why it might be going on and uh just more understanding across the board right so yeah i mean i think can i just chime in real quick danny i would say i did a (laughs) i did i think i did an instagram post on this a while ago or maybe an email but i would say danny was like a people pleaser kind of a chronic people pleaser in our marriage i prefer to say that i was someone who people pleased sometimes not just okay 100 through and right. through a people pleaser no, for sure <laughs> but like, even though i just used that terminology a minute ago well no it's just interesting because like i didn't recognize i didn't really know a lot about people pleasing or dialing into it and so not to say i wasn't my own version of a people pleaser too right that was definitely there too yeah but like i didn't recognize that i was kind of being people pleased yeah. by you per se i just thought oh like he's super agreeable and flexible and yeah. easygoing you know? yeah like i think you maybe did more people pleasing outside of our marriage maybe and I then did it in our marriage too you did in our marriage yeah, yeah. but okay. yeah and the things too is like a lot of yours is just a different kind of version of it than mine i think yeah so anyway go ahead what were you gonna say um yeah i mean let's just dive in so what does it look like right um Let's kind of warm things up here before we get uh, <laughs> like a too straight with people. But um, basically, it can be saying yes when you really don't want to, right? Maybe with a little bit of resentment. Um, obligation. Yeah, maybe it feels like duty, and there's nothing wrong with this, right? Um, but we're going to look at it, see if maybe there are some good things we can... Learn from this and some alternative approaches. Um, maybe you say yes at a great cost to your own well-being, right? Um, and sometimes that's even considered like impressive, right? Um, especially in church, there's a lot of a lot of messages like that, like oh, such a sacrifice, and you know, like not that I don't think sacrifice can be a great thing, mm-hmm. but like if we're repeatedly doing it at a cost to our own well-being where we can't even continue to like sustainably make sacrifices <laughs> then right. it becomes an issue right yeah. um or even just thinking about what it is that we want it's like or you know do we just say yes because we're supposed to or do we give ourselves permission to just be like like even just being on i think just being honest with yourself like well i don't want to but i'm choosing to because blank yeah yeah and we'll we'll get into yeah some alternative approaches but what else can it look like uh trying to help people feel better right like a lot of times we think oh i care about this person i i want to help them feel better right Right? we you know i think a lot of times we (coughs) believe that we can actually make people feel better but or that we should if we want to have a good relationship or that it's our duty to you know so uh it can look like smoothing things over right like uh, trying to like avoid conflict or contention. Um, Wasn't that like? Oh, go ahead. In the name of peacemaking. Yeah, Danny was <laughs> always told by various people that he was like a peacemaker. Yeah, 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 and it's something I I kind of actively uh, bought into myself. Like, yeah, I'm a peacemaker. I want to be a peacemaker. Like that sounds neat to 
be more about peace than about contention, right? Um, so, but being a peacemaker does not mean you're a people pleaser, right? But I think no. I think you maybe like took on your own like I did just people pleasing in the name of peacemaking, right? So yeah. there's def- there are definitely ways to be a peacemaker without being yeah. a people pleaser. But I think you kind of took it to like your own Danny Pullman version. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. How else does this look like uh, in your version or people you work with? Um, well, I think a lot of people. So I, if I think specifically about my ladies, my girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love them so much. Um, for some of them, it looks like, you know, their husband, let's, you know, if it's a husband that has a porn problem or who's wanting to stop looking at pornography, um, he doesn't want to talk to anyone about it. And so she's his person. And so she might be saying something to herself like, well, I'm the only one he has, so I need to listen. This is what a good wife does. I like this is what I I need to do to help him so that he can overcome his you know his coping behaviors the thing is is like that (laughs) usually isn't what helps husbands overcome their coping behaviors so that's like a whole a total aside but like that mindset that like you need to do that like for a lot of my girls like if you don't have these coaching tools in play and you don't know how to take care of yourself when he's coming to talk to you about looking at other women it's like the ultimate like self-sabotage recipe for self-sabotage and so just know like you can love him and love yourself enough to just like let him know like hey i love you and i don't have the capacity to talk about this right now Mm -hmm. and if it's not about pornography specifically you can love your spouse and not have hard conversations every time they need to have those conversations. And right. I think another thing too is like, you know, just with intimacy or having sex, a lot of women feel like they need to a certain amount of times to please their husband. Mm-hmm. And again, that just comes from the way we think about things. And, you know, you can do that in a people pleasing way, but there's also other ways that you can approach sex and intimacy where you don't feel obligated. Right, right. Yeah. And then I think, uh, I mean, a big, this comes up with a lot of my clients, right? A big reason why uh, guys struggle with even wanting to tell their wives about porn is because of people pleasing, this type of mentality, mm-hmm. right? And getting in this, into this idea that, uh, you know, she, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, okay, if I tell her, like, once I open that can of worms, then, I mean, she's gonna ask again later right and so like I have this habit that I'm not really even sure how to do life without yet Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even sure I want to do life without it yet Mm -hmm. I I think I want to want to do life without it but Mm -hmm. I don't know how to want that right like if you're in that position then it's like okay so if I tell my wife then not only might she want to follow up on this and it'll be it could make it harder to have continued access to this thing i don't know how to do without but also she might not want to have sex with me (laughs) right like it's like you've got the the easy less complicated sort of version of sex through porn or you get that dopamine at least Mm -hmm. um even though it's sort of fake sex and um and then, so you're, you're going to maybe lose access to that and yeah. lose access to having sex with your wife if she's mad at you for looking at porn. Like, you can see, like, how it puts this incentive in place. No wonder you don't want to tell her. 
right? Mm-hmm. So just kind of appreciate what's going on in your brain if that sound if that resonates with you. Um, but basically, that kind of leads us into like what people pleasing really is, mm-hmm. right? Um, people pleasing is basically lying, right? It sounds pretty to call it people pleasing, but people pleasing is lying and trying to get people to like the lie or to like the liar. <laughs> and it, there's a certain amount of even manipulation that gets involved where we try right. to control how people feel and behave by trying to like, uh, I don't know, by, by lying. Right. So <laughs> just, and keep in mind, like if you, if any of this resonates with you, like, whoa, I do that or whoa, I think that, you know, you like just take a step back and become like an observer and not a judger of yourself. Okay. So it like, it doesn't mean that like you're doing something bad or something wrong. It's just, it, it can be helpful to kind of just step back and see like, Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Like I'm behaving this way so that they can behave this way so that I think I can feel this way. And it's kind of just this like back and forth. We think we're like, like we don't see this consciously, even though this might be what's going on. It doesn't <coughs> mean that like you are a liar or you are a manipulator, but I think it can be really healthy to understand that like, it's more about lying to yourself. Yeah. It's not really about like lying to them. It's like you're lying to yourself. You're not being true to yourself and true to like what true to just being in tune with what you want or what you need and loving yourself condi- like unconditionally enough so that you can show up that way in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it can be both lying to yourself and others. Right. But the like where it, it starts, starts. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's lying to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, Okay, so um, why do we do it? Let's talk a little bit more about why we do it, okay? Because like Lindsay said, yeah, it sounds kind of harsh. Like, wait, people-pleasing is lying and manipulating. Um, <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. Um, but for me, I, I kind of found it refreshing to start looking at it that way because if I, call, if I keep calling it something pretty that I think is even admirable, mm-hmm. then it's going to create this incentive for me to continue doing it, right? But if I like get a little more real with myself and say, huh, like Lindsay said, like, oh, this is what it is. Then it's like, you know what? I don't want to lie. Mm. And I don't really want to manipulate. Am I really doing that? Maybe I kind of am a little. And maybe I want to change my approach. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, why, why do we do it? Um, we, get, we get praised for it, right? We think it's admirable. Um, like being easygoing like, is like, uh, you know, like, oh, he's so easygoing. Like, I remember that being like a compliment, you know? Well, I think we're like, we really are taught from such a young age that we do have control over other people's emotions from like literally like age two. It's like, you're making brother sad if you don't share, like, right? And so like sharing when you absolutely don't want, like it's it's like a lot of it is ingrained in us. So it just makes sense that from super, super, super young ages, like this has been there and so yeah and it's you said it was easier socially right how is it easier socially i mean it's easier socially because it's easier to keep at make and maintain surface relationships you know where it's like you know what to say you get like the you know the dopamine hits when people are telling you oh you're so agreeable you're so nice blah blah blah, blah whatever like um so yeah like it's easier socially and honestly like I mean there's that level but then there's like the survival part of it too where like we are like a tribal species and so biologically we are meant to survive in a pack and we are meant 
to do what it takes to be part of a pack, right? So when you start getting to this place where you start loving yourself too much to maybe be a part of every single pack, it can be a little scary. Yeah. It can like be like activate some, you know, systems in your body where you're like, oh, I don't know how that feels. Yeah, this is really helpful for me to realize um, is just how, you know, I, I mean, our ancestors years and years back, like they literally needed the group to have a better chance of survival, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's it's different. Like you can survive on your own much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's much different. Yeah. But recognizing that there's part of my brain that thinks I might die if I'm not accepted by the group or by my family or like, like that's, that's important because yeah. it really feels that way sometimes. Sometimes I think I really thought I might die. Like when I first told Lindsay uh, that I needed help <laughs> with porn, like I think I thought I was going to die that night. <laughs> I think there was a part of me that was like, you might, you might not make it to the next day. <laughs> you know, like no wonder I was so overwhelmed. I'm really scary. Like super scary. Uh, I only pulled the knives out. That was only like the 25th time I pulled the knives out. And uh, not very funny. She doesn't that. do that. <laughs> okay, so so there's this part of us that, you know, for a lot of guys or girls um, that doesn't want to be abandoned by the group, right? Um, I, I work with so many guys, this comes up so much, where they think if they don't stop looking at porn or if they don't make enough money or if they don't do this or that, that their wife will leave them. Mm-hmm. Like they think, like their worst case is like she might leave me. I might lose my wife. I, w- I won't get to be around my kids as mm-hmm. much as I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's no wonder that there's kind of this incentive to like, okay, yeah. let's like really try to make sure she's happy so that I don't get abandoned. And mm-hmm. and I know this goes both ways, right? Like, what's what's the wife's version of this kind of thing? Of what making husband happy? Oh, I mean. Sure. I mean, I kind of, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but like, yeah, I think, you know, we talk about it like with sex or we talk about it with, um, what was the other thing that I talked about? Uh, oh, just being listening. desirable. Well, yeah, I was going to get into that too. So then, but yeah, like being desirable. Um, so we think like I need to look a certain way so that my husband thinks blank, right? So whether you're in a relationship where your husband's looking at pornography or not, a lot of us, it you know, maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of women have been socialized to think we do need to look a certain way. So even though our husbands aren't telling us that, and maybe some husbands are, whether they are or aren't, we're choosing to believe that we do need to look a certain way for our husbands. Or So there's, there's that, like kind of like people pleasing a, a little bit too. And, you know, for some people it might be meals or doing the laundry because he's doing the other things. Um, and... Like, what if you just decide what you want to do and know that you want to do it, you know? And it doesn't it doesn't happen to be from that people-pleasing place of obligation, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else there was. Uh, maybe that... money can be a thing for guys or girls, right? Like, yeah. it, maybe you're in a relationship where, like, you want to keep the other person happy so that you get to spend money the way you want to. Or beyond that, maybe just so that you uh you know like if if you did get divorced you wouldn't have access to all the money you want like maybe that's a thing mm-hmm. i don't know yeah if it is it's there it doesn't mean there's anything there. wrong but i feel like there's like a separate podcast episode that like yeah i think sometimes it's we want to keep him happy so he <coughs> keeps making lots of money because we're scared that 
we couldn't make money on our own if he weren't doing all the things. And so that sometimes can come from like fear. I don't know if it's necessarily people pleasing, but I think maybe the people pleasing comes into play from a place of fear too. Oh, for sure. Fear's so. a big part of people pleasing, <laughs> uh, especially with this abandonment yeah. type topic. Yeah. Well, then you know, for guys like um, you would, they if they think that they need sex on some sort of like schedule, right? This is mm-hmm. something that a lot of guys buy into, right? That like, no, I need it. Like, if I don't get it somewhere. I got to get it somewhere else, right? If I don't get it from one place, I got to get it from somewhere else. I think this is a completely disempowering idea, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's necessarily true. I think I can see why I've bought into this type of thing in the past and it's why other guys do. for like hundreds and hundreds, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe thousands of years. Yeah, so. I think the truth <laughs> is that guys can go a long time without sex, maybe even years and years and still not explode or die or have anything bad happen to them right i think they can also control all their urges with porn even going without sex and porn that they can mm-hmm. still have a fulfilling life <laughs> right well, I think... but but what my point is here is if you are still kind of under that belief that i can't go a long time without sex otherwise i'll go look at porn right like if you think you can't control yourself uh-huh. and if you haven't learned the skills yet of how to do that mm-hmm. then you can see how um again it's like more people pleasing right like right. like i need to make sure that she likes me enough to have sex with me or um or just to be around me right or i mean if you have a porn would could you say if you have a porn problem I don't know what I'm saying problem, but if you're looking at porn more than you want to, um, would you say that you kind of like, kind of go out of your way to people please to like make up for like any shame and guilt that you have? Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. That? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like this comes up and I would do this too. Like I remember <laughs> like I'd make sure I cleaned the house that week or something. Like if I, <laughs> if I knew I looked at porn, like. I felt so guilty as like, okay, how can I make this up to myself and Lindsay? And she didn't even know what was going on, right? No. Um, I was just like, wow, he was like doing the laundry? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of like maybe dental school years where you were injured and I was gone all the time. Yeah, and and I have other clients who like, uh, they... Yeah, they'll they'll feel so guilty that they'll like go try to do extra chores to try to help themselves feel better about the kind of husband and father they are. And yeah, for sure, that can be a, yeah. a thing. Also, can I just say I have a colleague who works specifically with um, <clears throat> sex addicts, and from what I know, from what she's told me, and other you know people I know that have gone through similar things, is like when men, you know, some people have men go through, or some men decide to have like a sex fast. And this just goes back to you talking about like how disempowering it is to believe that you need sex. But when men have go through like a sex fast, and I'm not like telling you to do this, I don't know a lot of details about it, but I've heard that it's just some of the most, like it's a super empowering time for these guys to be like, wow, like wow. Yeah. You know, and maybe you can speak to that more than me. Like I don't have this uncontrollable thing that has to be answered in an emergency-like fashion mm-hmm. on some schedule or else I die, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I, th- I know that's dramatic, but it's pretty close to what goes on in a lot of guys' minds. Yeah, yeah. and so if you feel that out of control, then it's, you can see why you want to kind of like 
you know, keep the peace with your spouse and keep access to the porn, to the sex, to the intimacy, to, yeah. So, um, so let's talk about alter- alternatives. <laughs> okay. Why don't you start us out? All right. So, um, I think like the goal of this podcast episode, it's not to turn you from yes people to no people. We, I actually just watched Yes Man. Is it Yes Man? Is that the yes name? Man with yes Jim Carrey. Yeah, I love oh that Oh my movie. gosh. I just watched that like two it's or three days so ago. So funny. So good. So the goal is not to turn you from a yes man or woman to a no man or woman. Okay? The goal is just to help you be real with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Truthful about what it is that you really want. So that you can decide if you're going to do something you want. But also just like give yourself the space to like decide what you are wanting or not wanting to do but what you want more okay so just giving yourself permission to say no it can help you say yes more genuinely and it can also be a way for you to take care of yourself and not like self-sabotage or self-sacrifice in the name of like the rest of the world as a whole yeah yeah tapping into what you want is uh one of the most powerful life enriching things you can do um, just for anything, but mm-hmm. particularly with people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. And an example of this that I like is uh, the idea of charity that we're talking about in church and the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there's these ideas of your motivation <coughs> for following Christ and the commandments, right? Mm-hmm. It's either out of fear of punishment or seeking reward, right? There are different levels, but duty. then, and duty is another one, yeah. Um, I think there are love. others. And then like but fear, then like the the purest form is charity, right? The pure love of Christ. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um but if we want to be able to like get to this uh more sort of pure form of wanting and um having it authentically come from us to follow, um then tapping into where we're at right now with what we want is so important and taking an honest look at what you genuinely do want right now in this yeah. moment is so helpful because how can you even do anything about your wants and learn to want the way you want to want yeah. <laughs> and like shift it in any direction without like just honestly assessing what do I really genuinely want right now yeah and right? that's something that we dig into in our coaching sessions because you know a lot of my women not all of them but like half of them when I when we start talking about what it is they want they're just like what 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 do I want yeah like what do I I don't even know like I'm supposed to want what you know like what God wants for me or what my what my husband wants for me or what my parents want for me right and I think what God wants for us is for us to know what we want (laughs) like he wants us to figure like if God knows what he wants and we're here to like become gods and goddesses, like our goal is to figure out what it is that we want, you know? Like it's it's not like a selfish thing. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a scary thing either. Like no. maybe you're scared what you might find because you might be ashamed of it or something, but you don't have to be ashamed of it. And it um and you don't have to be scared of it either because what you can do is when you become more genuine uh authentic aware of what you are wanting Mm -hmm. 
then you can actually like get intentional about it, right? And this is where it's so powerful, like with porn, because you know, guys that come to me, they there's part of them that, that does want porn in mm-hmm. their life, but they don't want to want it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not willing to like look at all the reasons behind why you want what, then you can't learn to not want it, right? So that's actually a really good example. Of that. All right, guys, there was so much good stuff to talk about with people-pleasing and marriage that we decided to make it a two-part episode. <laughs> yes, so stay tuned because the second has just as much golden stuff as the first, maybe more. Maybe. Some really good stuff. So You tell us which one has more. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you. And thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.